Hey guys, welcome to the Alternative Movement Podcast. My name is Craig, your host, and today we are joined by Nick Hewitt. Um, I'm quite excited to have you on today, Nick. Uh, we've we've not had a, a bodybuilder on before with our adaptive, uh, some of our adaptive been, athletes. We've we called it an aspiring bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> an aspiring bodybuilder. Not quite there yet? Um, getting there. Getting You're on there. the journey. You're on the journey. Yeah, well, I, I competed in 2015. And then, like, I was fine. I, I, I weren't in a chair at the time. So that was the last time I competed. Then um, I kind of fell out of love with it a little bit. Okay. In the sense of, I just, I don't know, we just went through a phase of, I'm not really enjoying training, I'm not really enjoying the gym. Mm-hmm. So we started boxing. Um, and that ended prematurely. I ripped my bicep off when I hit someone. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh was it one that. of the ones where you could actually see it go up the arm? No, to be fair, no. I don't, I don't know how much you'll see on this. But it was, can you see any scar? I mean, the scar starts here and okay. then runs through there and stops there. But to be honest, no, um, that's what the hospital were looking for. Like they call it the Popeye arm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but mine was different. They, the, my tendon got stuck. It come off the bone and then got stuck like in muscles oh, there, nice. which is why my scar so me, they couldn't find a tendon. And I was oh, under man. for 45 minutes longer than I should have been. Um, so yeah, that was the end of my boxing career as well. Very, very quick. <laughs> super, super so, quick. I went um, to yeah, <laughs> I, I have, I've seen, a, I can't remember the guy's name now. He's a, he's a well-known bodybuilder, but um, you might've seen the video when he was doing bench press and his pec, you used to see his pec just going, uh, he done it with Larry Wills, didn't he? Larry that's Wills, it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, man. Honestly, yeah. I like, I watched that. I, I dropped my phone. I dropped my phone. That was, that was the worst thing I've ever it seen. It is a yeah. good one. I'll tell you another good one to watch is um, Callum Von Morgan. He done it. He was doing a, um, a 400, I think it's 400 pound bicep curl with Chris Bumstead in wow, Goals okay. in Venice. And yes, together. yes, yes, and I have seen that it. one. You just literally see it just sliver up his yes. arm. Yeah, that Man. is it. That's but enough yeah, to put your eyes on. That Larry Wills one, you get to watch it in slow motion as well, and you just watch his pet fold in. And just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I yeah, don't so. think I could, uh, I could cope with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's a big injury. Oh, cool, Nick. So, look, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, how you got to the point you are today? Um, obviously, you said you've you competed before you was in a chair. Yes, well, you was bodybuilding before then. Like, well, I mean, to be fair, it was more of a progressive injury. Um, I mean, I was in the army. I come out of the army in two thousand and eleven, November two thousand eleven. Um, okay. Medically discharged, um, and it, it's always just progressed. It was, it's, it's a weird one, like every now and then, like before I was in the army, I was all good. And then after, like my back would just, it, something would happen and like I'd be like down and out, like couldn't move for a couple of days. And then a few months later, I'd be all right. And then again, something, it, I, it's hard to explain. Like when I explain it to like doctors and stuff, they're like, okay, tell me what happens. It's like, I don't really know. Like it could be something as little as just leaning forward and something would ping. And that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Like, I physically can't move. Like, I'm stuck. I can't get up. I can't get in the bath. I can't. And that would be like that for like a week. And then the next year, again, it would happen. Like just just from a little movement, just like a, a movement you don't do a lot. And I know leaning forward sounds sounds weird, but that's that, that's my issue. Like leaning forward is a big issue for me. Um, and then I get to a point where I, I think, oh, I'm all right. I'm good. And then I'll start training or whatever. I'd never really do it in the gym. I, okay, the last two times I've done it in the gym, but that's different. Um, <laughs> but it, it just got to the point, and it, we're talking like an eight-year period where, yeah. like, first of all, it had gone, and then I'd be all right a couple of days later, 
and then another month it would go and then I'd be out for a good week and then it just progressively got longer and longer and longer and we we went through stages of going to the doctors going to the hospitals having MRI scans um I mean we, we actually spoke about one of our my MRI scans this morning and um I mean, this one was probably one of the first ones and the specialist sat there and she was like, okay, so you see this part of your spine um, that shouldn't look like that. And I was like, okay, but that's surely that's normal. Right? And she's like, yeah, it's normal if you're 85. And I'm, oh, like, wow. and I'm clearly not 85. So um, you look well if you are 85. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the last time it went, um, or the time before the last time it went, I was in the gym and I was on the on the leg press. And I was, you know, I was warm. I was, I, I had 300 kilo on the leg press, which, it, you know, it's heavy-ish, it's not heavy. I can do a lot more. I could do a lot more. Um, and I was I was warming up. I was about four sets in. I'd done probably three or four reps. I brought it down and it just went. And I was like, right, okay. So I got the weight back up. And I was sat there for 20, about 25 minutes. I had to get someone to come over and help me up. Um, and then I was like, I said to the guys, like, can you pick my phone up? Do you know what I mean? It gets to that, I can't move. Hobbled yeah. over to reception, and I'm just like, look, mate, I can't take the weight off. I can't move. Um, and I just went and sat in my car. I turned the heated seat on, and I just sat there. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the world of pain. So I drove to the hospital, got in the hospital, and the triage nurse was just like, nah, you can't let yourself in the gym. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> you can. I am. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that was one of like for me I'm one of these people and it was probably the army side in me I'm one of these people that you get injured you you know you take your painkillers or whatever and you yeah, it, you, you crack on yeah. with it um, that's my sort of mentality is I'll just you know I've got to push through this it is what it is it's, it's not that bad I've been to hospitals probably had eight nine MRIs you know they're telling me I'm alright yeah. so as far as I know you know you have to go for the physio and all that um but I mean, my missus, I mean, she's good as gold. She does everything for me. Um, and she was like, look, you, you need to fight it. Like, you need to sort this out. This is something that's got to be done. So the last time we went was like, or the, the last time I was really bad was um, like in lockdown when everyone was training at home. Um, yeah. And I just had two 30 kilo weights and I was squatting. And as I come back up, I just felt it. And I was like, oh. and that was me down. And I, I was probably about a month to come move, help into the bath. Um, help out the bath, helping getting my clothes on. Like that's it, you know. Like I just couldn't do anything, and so we, we pushed it this time. Like really pushed it, and like we need to find out what's going on. So yeah, I mean, for the space of eight years, I'd go through this process of just being in absolute agony for periods of time. Yeah, and it turns out I've got damage to my um, L five S one. I don't get any pain in my leg or my feet. So they know it's not nerve damage. And this is this, this is where it gets difficult. They won't operate um, because I don't want to make it worse. Yeah. So they're quite, they're quite scared. I guess if uh, you say it's not nerve damage, but I guess they're erring on the side of caution in case yeah. it is. And like lower back, especially if there's, there's, there's a couple of conditions you can have with the nerves that if you, uh, exactly. if you even damage them slightly, that's it, you potentially could not walk. And then they're liable for that. Yeah. So basically at the moment, like, <clears throat> I mean, now, um, like the chair, they, they've, you know, obviously all the disability stuff come in. Um, I got a stick to start with and I was hobbling about. They gave me crutches to start with and I was like, I can't walk my life on crutches. <laughs> um, I need hands to do something. And like, say, so get on with a stick. So we had the stick for a little while and 
you know, like you walk for a couple of minutes and I'm just like, oh, I mean, my medication bag is big, like five medications a day, just for yeah. normal life. Um, and then the hospital gave me a wheelchair and I was like, right, we'll just go down this road. This is your, your only route is going to get worse and you're probably never going to be better. You're always going to be in this condition um, because they won't operate. So yeah. I've, I've got an osteopath as well that I see and um, he's, it's just more, you're never going to be fixed, but we can ease tension. And yeah. um, I mean, the army stepped in, the, the NHS wheelchair ad was awful. Like, you know, you push it, you stop. It, Mate, so. they're just so clunky. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, some heavy, of my guys have got wheelchairs that like you can yeah. pick up with your little finger. Like that's, that's the well, sort of one you're going to want. Now, the army stepped in and they bought me a, a decent wheelchair. Oh, nice. Three and a half grand. I was just like, yeah, that ain't cheap. Cars that that expensive. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's um, crazy about the wheelchairs? I was having a chat with one of my clients the other day, and uh, so you know you can get the attachment, like the electric, uh, yes, almost yeah, like an electric scooter attachment. Yeah, right, Mate, yeah. if you go and buy an electric scooter, you can buy one for about two, three hundred quid. If you go and buy an attachment for your wheelchair, it's about two, three grand. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. mate, it's insane. It's just capitalising on this big yeah, time. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so I mean, that's the situation now. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, like if I'm going from like a, a very short distance, like five. 10 meters from a seated mm-hmm. position to a seated position I'll go in with my stick so you say I'm like I'm parked outside Costa and I know it's only a five meter walk I'll I'll go with my stick but any further than that I'm in the chair and it, to be fair it's a game changer it has changed my life massively it's changed everything about our life massively like mm-hmm. not for a negative a massive positive like we can now go like we've got kids so we can now go on that family walk I can go on that family walk with them and stuff like that so you know, it's it's only a positive. It's mm. huge benefit for us to be. Yeah, I think it. I think that's I think that's sometimes the thing that people look at, like especially uh, like able-bodied folk. They'll look, look at someone in the wheelchair and go, "Oh man, like you're really restricted by this wheelchair, etc." It's like, hold up, no, 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 no. It's the opposite. Yeah, this bit, this thing gives know, me so going, much freedom, man. Yeah, I'm not doing a cross-country track anytime soon, but yeah, freedom-wise, it's it's you know, it's it's given us so much opportunity to be able to do something. Like we we live quite close to Phoenix so and often we go up there um, but now we can go up there for a longer period of time because yeah. I'm able to do that so it yeah. has you know it has given us such a, a better quality of life you know we still have to plan things there's stuff we can't do oh of course yeah if you go on like public transport trains and stuff there's always yeah, that thing exactly. you've got to plan what station to get off at and all that sort of stuff but, but I'm um, we went to um, Winter Wonderland um, and that was on in London but we drove right in um, parked in Knightsbridge and just wheeled in like five minutes wheel around the corner and we're there and now we're going to go like yeah. it's a benefit I t- honestly they, they see us coming up and we had a big grass verge between us and the queue so their security came out pulled me up the grass verge and then just unclipped the gate and pushed straight in in front of everyone I'm just like <laughs> jumping kiss listen I like I've done this when I first started going out with some of my guys like every now and then we'll like pop to Lakeside or we'll go shopping or something um and it did make me feel a bit awkward, especially during lockdown. You know, when everyone was queuing for stuff, like I'd walk in with one of my guys with cerebral palsy and they'd go like, right straight to the front of the queue. I'm like, yeah, oh, exactly. no, 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 no. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, it got like, I got a bit used to it. And I was like, walking to the front of the queue before they even said, I went, yeah, we're going straight through. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Honestly, you know, like people, people are great. I'll be like, I'm very, I, I don't know if you see it, I'm covered in tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I well, was like able. I'm getting there. Probably not as much as you. I've seen some of your tattoos. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> Completely. Oh no! Recovered. Yeah, yeah, I got that far. Yeah, yeah. A little tomorrow I'm getting this done as well all through here. So oh, nice. To that. But um, like when I was walk, when I used to be able to walk about and stuff like that, people would look at you and be like, mm. 
And now I see a completely different side. Everyone's nice. They all get out of your way. They all hold doors open for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you still have the moments where you get in the in the disabled space and they all look at you and then you pull your badge out and they're like, oh, okay. All right. you <laughs> Fair play. Like, oh, We're not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But yeah, it's got its benefits. So how, how did you find that, like yourself in your mindset? Because obviously coming from like the, um, being in the army, being very much like capable, like, you know, getting stuck in, like to having to regress and go into a wheelchair. Did, did that affect yeah, you quite um, a lot mindset wise? Yeah, massively, to be fair. Like, I mean, my son, he's 16, he's going to be 17 this year. Um, So for me, it was like, I need to show him that it's all right. You know, like, you you know how kids are. Like, he's 16, he's in year 11, his mates take the mick and stuff like that, which is fine. I'm good with that. He's good with that. You know what I mean? We we, we deal with it, it's fine. And I know that don't mean anything, but, you know, boys are boys and men are men. Everyone says something that they probably shouldn't say. But British humour, that's how we deal with things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when I first got it, it was like the first outing in it was hard. Um, you see people looking at you. But, you know, I mean, even well, last week is a good example. We went into Ipswich Town and was I was wheeling past a big issue lady. Now, she asked everyone, big issue, big issue, looked at me and went, and then looked at my missus and went, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you sorry for? <laughs> You know, it's lovely that you felt the need to do that, but, but why? Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm, you know, I deal with it fine um, now. It was quite a hard battle at first. It's like your life is changing. There's a lot of limitations. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I'm not going, I'm not running anytime soon. I'm not yeah. going down that hill because I can't get down it. You know, like we we go places and then there's steps and you're like, well, you know, like my gym I go to doesn't have disabled access. We have to go in, lift the chair over and then hobble through a turnstile and then get back in the chair. You know, so things like that. And to be fair, a lot of the gyms I've been to are the same. You know, we went to Rip Gym Basildon, um, which is obviously where uh, you said you saw me. Um, And I, I... they can't fault them at all. They were phenomenal. They were brilliant. Yeah. Like literally the best place I've been to. They wanted, they was like, we'll open the side doors for you, get you in. You know, they, I can't fault them enough. They were, they were phenomenal. Like they were absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I think it's a hard one. Like I'm, I feel like I'm quite a strong character. I don't think that a lot of stuff really gets to me. Um, and again, I think that's a lot of the army humor coming out. Like when we was in, we was in at a very busy time. I mean, yeah. like, I was in, 2007 to the end of 2011 and everything was going on so it was you know you you would joke with your mates about when you go away and stuff like that and not coming back or coming back with bits missing and that was how you dealt with things and people who watch this will be like that's a weird way to deal with it but that's how you dealt with it Um, I I completely agree with you I think that's the best way to deal with it because you know like you've got to make light of these situations otherwise you're gonna sit there and and wallow in that in that pity and self-pity which is never never good but that's it. I mean, I mean, we've had days where, like, real, real bad days where I'm not moving and I, I can't move. And, I, you know, it, one thing I always go back to is on our sofa, I can't sit on the right side of our sofa because mm-hmm. I get stuck. She has to pull me up. Like, in bed, I can't turn over properly. She has to pull me over. So they're, they're little things that people never... People see me and they're like, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, you know, it's, it's brilliant. You're still training. It's great. They don't see the hard parts behind it. They don't see 
the struggles of like I can't get off the sofa or if I'm on the right on the left hand side of the sofa it's a lot easier I don't know why I just get stuck on the right it's just something that happens or the days where I can't get in and out of the bath on my own I need help yeah um something as simple as putting your socks on Mate, I, th- I think I think I think it's the little things that people take for granted. Like I was watching a, bit some, a, a, a girl that's in the wheelchair. I can't, I can't remember the name for the life of me, but I see it a little while ago, and uh, she simply put a video um, of herself putting her trousers on. Mate, it took her like three, four minutes. Like yeah. I take that for granted. Like I'll, I open my eyes, boom, jump the trousers beside my bed. I bang them on, right? I'm going to work. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. And, and the thing is, and like you don't see them little things. Like even nip into the toilet. I'm going to nip to the toilet. It's not the case of just you know going for a wee. It's the case of there's a lot more involved than the oh, mechanics behind you, I'll it. Tell you the hardest thing we find now is probably public toilets, and you need a radar key for disabled access on the toilet. Yeah. So you Google radar. How do I get a radar key? You Google it, and there's about three hundred you can get. So I know what one I want. <laughs> so that's, that's another thing. So, you know, it's great um, that they have access to disabled toilets and stuff like that. And I know I get that you need a key because anyone would use them. Yeah. Which is great. I quite like it when someone not disabled comes out of a disabled toilet and I'm sitting there like, mate, another, <laughs> sorry. I, I quite like making people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> because, again, that's what I do. Like, before I got my disabled badge, because um, obviously you have to apply for that. Yeah. And, um, we went to Ikea, up your end, actually. Oh, okay, Lakeside? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we parked, found a space that's close, and there was this woman, she was loading her car, and she turned around and she was like, she just said, she's like, oh, out of all the effing spaces, you want this one? And I was like, all right. I was like, Wait, was I mean, you driving at the time? Driving, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I had my window, so it was like summer, I had the windows open. She's like, I have all the effing space. <laughs> and of course, she like, sees a guy, big beard, tattoos. Exactly like, you know. that. So I was like, oh, you'll see in a minute. So, like, my missus got the wheelchair out and I got in and she hid behind her car. And I was like, nah, you'll see in this. So I wheeled around. I was like, oh. like, you feel bad now, don't you? And she was like, well, why aren't you in that bay? I said, well, why aren't you in the loading bay? There's plenty of them. And she was like, oh. And I was like, you know, you're going to apologize. She's like, well, I am sorry. I was like, you're not. <laughs> but. You're sorry because you got you got caught out. That's that's yeah. simply it. You're for not sorry. Me, that's brilliant. I was just like, oh, for the rest of the day, she probably felt awful. Mate, I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, I was cracking up. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I but mean, yeah, it's every no. little moment she can make light of it. Exactly, but my mindset, you know, my mind's always been quite positive. Like, I think if anything, it's helped me push forward more. Mm. Um, like when I done my bicep, I was like, okay. I had to have four months off the gym. I couldn't, I had a sling on night and day um, for eight weeks. Couldn't train. Um, and it was a, a case of, that made me fell in love with the gym again. That made me, sorry, fall in love with the gym again. And that brought my passion back for training. And then obviously when I rested for four months, I was like, okay, and then obviously I'm in the situation I'm in now in the chair. Um, and again, I think if anything, it's, it's spurred me on to just push forward to stuff that actually people in my position haven't got. Yeah. So that, that brought us on to the whole wheelchair bodybuilding. Like I had a friend, um, Darren, who had ataxia, uh, which is a brain disease. And he was yeah. I've got, oh, yeah, I've got a client with um, cerebellar ataxia. Yeah, so yes. it's, it's a degenerative so disorder, yeah. He was in a chair and, um, I mean, we went to, he, so he was a wheelchair bodybuilder um, when, when UKBFF was over here and, he technically got his pro card, but it was never going to get signed in this country because we yeah. never had the wheelchair category. So 
going forward with that, like he passed away in the first lockdown. Um, but we, you know, we went to Hungary together and competed for the for Wabba. Um, and I just thought, you know what, this this is what we're lacking. Like, we don't have that over here. They've got it in, in, Wait, in the UK. Doesn't the UK? That's what. Hence why I'm doing what I'm doing as well. Like the UK yeah. doesn't have that that adaptive. Uh, it's starting to like in America. You can see with the CrossFit, like adaptive athletes is becoming huge. Hundred percent. And to be fair, like the whole CrossFit scene over here, I, was, I follow a couple of people who do um, wheelchair CrossFit, and it is a lot bigger. Uh, you know, like so, the bodybuilding scene for wheelchair athletes. I mean, it's big, but we just don't we don't talk about it. No one talks about it, and, and yeah. you know, rightly so. If it doesn't affect anyone, you're not going to talk about that. It obviously now affects me. Um, so, I, you know, I, I thought, right, we, we need to try and make this change. Um, and that's, that's where we are at the moment. Uh, you know, Chris jumped on board and, I mean, he's been phenomenal, to be fair. I mean, he's got a very, he's got a massive outreach compared to what I've got. Um, yeah. And when he jumped on board, like, people started taking note, you know, like, we, we, we reached out to the right people. Um, and, yeah, I mean... It's been confirmed the show is going to happen. Uh, they've told us the show, but it's not public knowledge. Yeah. So it's all been submitted. Um, we had to go the hard way. We had to prove that people wanted to be involved in it. Um, but my argument was always that this show is at the Olympia. So it's there. You're never going to have a British athlete compete because we don't have the means to do it. We have to go abroad. The last wheelchair pro in this country was um, Dan Smith. And he had to go to Poland to get his pro card. And he's retired now. So it tells you how long ago that was. So, you know, I mean, we, we've, we have fought for months to get in the position that we're in. Um, and, yeah, it's going ahead. So it's happening. So we, it's been have, have you Have you got a date for the show then? I have, yeah, but I can't say I know, I know you can't say too much. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll want to get all the information. After this podcast, I want to get all the information because yeah, I'd no, love I'd to I'd love to come along and watch and everything. So, so. so basically, I have to speak to... And then that. I can start spreading out, spreading out some yeah, message. I won't we, tell the date, though. <laughs> yeah, we have to speak to Nick Scott, who is a director or the owner of uh, WCBB in America, so wheelchair bodybuilding. And um, yeah. he basically puts on all the IFBB shows. So... Anyone that gets a pro card will be involved with him. Um, and, and for me personally, it was never about it was never about me competing. Like I genuinely thought this was going to take years to happen. Um, and we managed to do it in a period of months, and it was a hard battle to get it. We had to prove that it was marketable, um, which I, I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, we no one's ever opened a bodybuilding show and gone, oh, is it marketable to a, a normal person? Yeah. You know, like, and, you know, it's just one of those fights that should never have really had to take place. Um, and for me, it was always about, if I don't compete, but I've opened doors for the per to, for the people behind me to be able to do this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've been told. <laughs> I phoned Nick uh, two weeks ago, and he's like, right, okay, this is the show. And I'm like, oh, Oh, and then I'm like, this year? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I didn't really want to compete this year. And he's like, well, this is what I mean. Like, I, I told you I moved fast and now you don't want to do it. I'm like, no, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, between me and me and Chris, like, we got a lot of guys. We got, I think we've got nine guys competing. Decent. And I think we've got seven women competing. 
Amazing. You've got to take seven women. That's that's a that's a decent like it's it's a lot harder. Honestly. I found in disability sports or like adaptive training or anything to get women involved. It's it's predominantly from what I've seen anyway. My personal experience, men. Yeah, I know of one female bodybuilder pro in a wheelchair. One. Yeah, and I've got me and Chris have now got. I'm sure the number seven. Um, so it's like, do you know what I mean? We've we've seven times what you've already got. Yeah. And now she's got competition. Um, you know, it, it, I'm not saying all these people are going to get the pro cards, but it's opened the door for us to be involved with the IFBB. And that's what yeah. we were lacking in this country. I know you've got other federations that do um, mixed disability. PCA are phenomenal for it. They're great. Um, you've got like uh, Pure Elite. They do one as well. And it's fantastic. Or Fitex do one as well. And it's brilliant. It's great. But... You can get a pro card with them, but you can't. That's, it's never taking you to the Olympia. It's never taking you to the professional leagues of the IFBB, which is where, if you're involved in bodybuilding, that's where you want to be. If you compete, that's where you want to be. Um, so we've opened the doors for that to happen now, and it's you know that's something that's unreal. To be fair, I don't think it's really sunk in actually how far we've completely made bodybuilding history with doing this because oh, it's never absolutely over it, and like everyone involved or everyone that signed a petition or everyone that was like i mean my missus she's put up with a lot of crap me like constantly on my phone 11 12 at night <laughs> like, trying to get this happening and speaking to people because obviously nick scott's in america so he's eight eight hours behind us so when it's like normal time for him it's like midnight for me and we're talking to each other and i'm just like oh man I, mean, um, I know I know organizing podcasts sometimes I've, I've spoke to a couple of guys uh, in the states and it's like trying to organize the times and stuff and I did mess exactly. up once like where it's like the time where the clocks went back and it was like oh wait it's not quite done that in America yet so it's like oh my god the times were right exactly that exactly but yeah so I mean like people are like oh what you've done is phenomenal what you know you've created this and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we've done it we've, yeah. we've actually changed the world or this country's history of, of bodybuilding. And, you know, when we first started it, like we had people saying, or like I had people saying to me, you're never going to change it. It will never change. Yeah. And, you know, and you start thinking, you know, maybe they're right. Like the fights that we had to go through, maybe you're right, maybe it isn't going to happen. Um, and then you'll, you know, you'll get a little build up and then you'll get knocked down again. And then you'll just be like, you know, is this going to happen? And then, you know, it did, and it should have, rightly so, it should have. Listen, man, I, I love that sort of stuff. I love it when people turn around and go, I don't think you're going to be able to do this. I don't yeah. think it's going to work. And you're like, okay, challenge accepted. Well, that's another thing that <laughs> Let's I go. wanted to show my boy, like, do you know what? Just this, this. if anything, let's look at it as a positive. You know, I, I'm, you know, your dad's not going to get up and run, but I've changed what is in the UK. I've now changed that. Yeah, so, I think that's so cool, man. To, have, uh, to to be one of the first people to have that stamp, and your name's going to be on that. Exactly dude. If that. you look, if you look back, like um, I don't know, uh, so like the Paralympics, uh, how the Paralympics come back? Um, it was um, a doctor, uh, Doctor Goodman. So what he did is he uh, when lot like, of people was coming out of like the World War Two, they was injured, um, like legs blown off, paralyzed, etc. Um, he started to. Uh, develop these people uh, so getting them out of bed getting them off medication getting them training and just doing like general sports and um, off the backs of that so what he done is he put a, like a competition together of archery and had some of the uh, the guys that he rehabilitated compete at the Olympics and then that's how the Olympics was developed just because this guy wanted to help the, and it's such a small thing at the time Crazy, and like, like this now it's not it's not made a massive splash but 
the ripple effect after 100%. what you've done is 100%. just going to echo, echo out. And like, and I think, yeah, like looking in 10 years time, I, I'd be excited to say, and that's one of the massive reasons I wanted to keep on because I was like, yeah, this is cool. This hasn't been done yet. Like this is, exactly this is something that. that needs to be done. And I feel like exactly. this message needs to be spread. I think something for me that, that pushed me on as well was obviously I was in the army and um, we had the Invictus Games. Yeah. So Prince Harry decided to do the Invictus Games. So it was one of my friends who I was in the same battalion as, um, Alex Tate. Now, I mean, <laughs> he won a medal. And not only, he, he won the first the first ever gold medal in Invictus Games. And do you know what I mean? That can never be taken away from him. It's not, I've won a no. gold medal. It's I've won the first, the first ever one. Gold medal in Invictus Games. It's like that's now for me. I want to be like again. Even if I wasn't to compete, I've opened a door and I just just to say, you know what we did that. I did that. Yeah. I made that happen. So like you say, even if it's ten years, and I just think the more people that see it, because now it's going to happen. We've been told it's going to happen, and we got it in writing. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, it would look pretty bad if it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you've said it's going to happen like 10 times now. So, well, I mean, and this podcast I've, is going out next week, though. <laughs> yeah, that's it. well, I've, I've got it in writing from the people at the top saying yeah. it's going to happen. So, you know, I mean, for them to... I suppose, you're, like, I suppose you're still in that little state of disbelief, though. It's like, it's going to happen, but is well, yeah, it going mean, to happen? I mean, I know, like, we're, we're all trying. Because it's so it. surreal. Yeah, we've been told, like, Train for it. It's all been submitted. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen a lot. Okay. So perfect example. Last pro show that was part of wheelchairs had six athletes. We've got nine. So, you know, we, we've got three more than they had in their last pro show. So it, it, it you know, and that's through me. And, and this is the first one. Exactly. So, it, you know, it, it's, I did it. I think my, what I was going for, I wanted to have, and when they say show me it's marketable, it's not marketable if you've got 25 shows and you put one wheelchair category on in every one. That's not yeah. marketable because you might only get one athlete in each one. And I get that. So we, we never went for that. We was like, just give us one show to aim at. And then you've got nine guys, seven women to aim for that show. So even if you have five guys that are ready, they're going to compete because there's not another show. I mean, yeah. all these guys we've spoke to over and over again, and that was the hardest part, is we had to do the chasing around. It's like, so I'm looking for guys in, in wheelchairs around the country, and that's hard. <laughs> like, what mm. do you search for? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not easy to do that. Um, and it's, it's quite tough as well, like, reaching out to people. I guess it's, you, you almost worry, like, you don't want to offend anyone. So, same with myself, because uh, obviously I'm, I'm not in a wheelchair, I've not got a disability or anything. And for me to sometimes reach out to people and be like, look, um, this is what I do. I feel yeah. like, like, not like being poaching people or anything or like, whatever, but like, this is what I do. Do you want to join in? Do you want to get involved? Like, I know there's nothing really out there like this. So um, this is like, going to be awesome for yourself. And same with getting people on the podcast. But you know what? I've, I've never been met with any sort of like resistance or so every you single won't. person I've spoke to in the adaptive like field, I've said like, do you want to, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When, when you're free. Yeah. yeah like, and a hundred percent because cool. it's people like you that are helping people like us. Yeah. Like, we don't have that. We have to help ourselves for everything. Um, like if we want anything that we shouldn't have to fight for, it is, it's always a battle. So it's people like yourself that are out there hundred percent helping us. So, mm. I mean, I'm hard to offend. Like I had 
someone a little while ago say to me um that he he got back issues and he said to me I, I was talking about like mine and how I'm in the chair and and he's like oh it's given up in it so like, what like, having a wheelchair is giving up I'm, ah, I'm sitting right in front of you dude <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not giving up it's given me a new way of life and that's what it is people and and to be fair when when I was first told actually you you need a wheelchair that was probably not my mindset it was like really like okay is this how I'm going to be going forward and I know things affect people in different ways like, and I've seen it firsthand in in the army like where people have lost legs or lost limbs or been blown up and stuff like that and you know I don't know anyone who's come out of the army that hasn't psychologically got an issue um somewhere deep down or right in front of their face in it's on display every day or something can bring it out um but I think people look at things like like this guy and, and he's, a, he's a friend um and I know when he said it he didn't mean anything by it but in his yeah. head that's how he sees it yeah and in my head I mean I've been in the chair now for a while so in my head I was like you know you say that in front of anybody else and they might say that to a fence but me I know you I know you haven't meant it like that and I know you haven't personally gone you've given up I don't have a choice. I mean, my choice and everyone else in a wheelchair, their choice wouldn't be to be in a wheelchair. Mm. Their choice would be to be able to stand up and have a run and go and train legs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I never used to like training legs anyway. I never used to like running. <laughs> so when they're like, oh, you're in a wheelchair, it's like, oh, my, my ain't got to worry about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no one's so giving you abuse of skipping like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah, I've got steps in my house. I need to sort that out as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you in a bungalow at the moment, or you got stairs? I'm not. No, we've got stairs. To be fair, we had occupational health come round, and um, they're like, right, we're going to put a railing up. I'm like, you're not. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, so they wanted to put a railing up. They wanted to um, put toilet, make your toilet easier for you to get in and out. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I've got my kids living. I don't. They don't need to see it every day. They have their friends around. They don't need to see it every day. So I, yeah. I'm good. I, my missus helps me more than I could ever even ask for. So, I mean, she has literally been my rock through the whole process. And it's not my life that's affected as well. It's her life. It's my kid's life. You know, this has affected all of our lives quite a lot. But, mm. you know, she, they've been brilliant. I, could, I couldn't ask better. And so, yeah, but, but, you know, they come around and they want to change everything in your house. And I'm like, Do you know what? I'm all right. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd rather struggle than my kids have to see that. So, yeah, no, that's it, man. If if you if you can cope without it, like, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's not a rule that you need it. it. Was was a bath board just to help me get in and out, mm. and I'm I'm still waiting on it. I'm like, right, so where is it? <laughs> so yeah, you said you're going to do this, and now you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like in in that respect, so um, like many, many conversations I've had about this sort of thing before is like if you go to the doctors, like so, say for example, your nan goes to the doctors, right? She says, oh, I'm struggling getting out of my chair. What would I do? I, okay, I'll tell you what, take this cushion. Take this cushion, sit on this cushion. It'll bring you up a little bit higher. Okay, cool. Six months later, she goes back. Right, I'm struggling getting up still. Right, okay, have another cushion or get a bigger cushion. Right, fantastic. There we go. Now it's easier to get up. Right, okay. Six months later down the road, right, I can't get up with these cushions. Okay, well, what, I'll tell you what, we'll get you a chair that actually lifts you up. So what we're doing, we're, we're basically helping these people to regress. And like, do you see what I mean? Like rather than going, I'll tell you what, um, F all, go down the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's start doing some squats. Like. 
you can squat if you're 80 you're 90 you can still squat listen yeah. I've, I've seen a, i've seen a 95 year old do 10 pull-ups like full range of motion pull-ups and he was a big lad like you you can do it and that's the thing i think with the nhs and i think there's a there's an important thing at the moment was like it's, it's getting tough because they're so easy to give out these i can't even think of the word like the pills the the, the aids and all these sort of stuff rather than sort of pushing someone in the right direction. I'll tell you what, rather than rather than spending six months on this medication, we'll give you the medication, but go and see this coach. Go and see this person, this physio, this so, someone that can help you get better. And I'll tell you what, then come back and we'll reassess. But it's not that at the moment. It's almost like you're going into there and it's uh, take these medication, come back in six months. Okay, you, the pain's getting worse here. I'll take this. It's an easy option. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is an easy option, and this is not me having to get anyone. This is just how the system's unfolded, unfortunately. It's a cost-effective option as well. Take these, take this medication, or take this pillow. Take this medication, you'll be all right. Yeah, Um, and and this is why we had the battle for eight years. And it's like if someone just put the time and effort in, in the first place, to realise actually, your spine is damaged, then we could. I mean, I've had. NHS spinal specialist and private. Um, and to be fair, they both said the same thing. So, you know, because we went down the private route as well, you know, it, it wasn't any different. They both turned around and said to me, you obviously train. If you didn't train, you would be in a lot worse situation. Um, yeah. And that for me, like, because everyone now say, oh, do it in the gym. It's like, no, no, I mean, I don't think you can do this in the gym. <laughs> like what, what do you think happened <laughs> but um yeah i mean they both said the same and that for me was what i needed to hear because if they turn yeah. around and goes like you you can't train i'm the kind of person that's a bit like well i'll, I'll prove you wrong on that anyway i'm still going to train for me the gym is it's i need it yeah like it's more therapy as well um you know if i don't train for a period like you know for the lockdowns for example like people are training at home but they can only train a certain amount at home um you know but you're training on your own as well it's, it's a lot of the community aspect behind exactly. it which is, which is a huge thing. you know for me the gym is a, a nice social aspect it's a nice um but when i'm when i'm training it's it's almost like a therapy it's like if i don't do this i'm not happy within myself um i don't really do anything else you know for me like me and my missus will go out for a nice meal or something like that but i won't you know, i don't go out clubbing and stuff i'm old i don't do that <laughs> so you know people do that when they have their holidays and they go on the lads holiday and stuff like that for me a holidays i'm going on and i'm chilling out i'm sitting by the pool and i'm relaxing um but that's that for me is like the gym as well i need that in my life where i'm going i'm training I'm putting everything into that hour, hour and a half, and then I'm good. If I don't do that, so I don't do that for a week, like you feel your mood coming down. Oh, and absolutely. Everything else coming up. Um, you know, you find yourself getting agitated by little things, or, you know, like just trying to get around, you find yourself getting agitated by things and, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, ah. Oh. So for me, the gym is, is therapeutic. And I know a lot of people would say the same, like, you know, people, when all the gyms closed in the lockdown, you had the guys in certain gyms that refused to close. Um, and fair play to them, fantastic. And a lot of them, when they paid their fines, I, I read about one guy had £46,000 worth of fines and they all got whacked. Oh, okay, fair play. So, you know, 
mental health and I think, I think that's one thing in this country we don't push forward on we you know the lockdowns are probably the best example of anything it's like i can still go and get a mcdonald's i can still go and get a KFC. Yeah. i can still go and get a burger <laughs> mate you're preaching to the choir it, it, it yeah. was literally like i was looking yeah, at I'm this not allowed like, to go and what make myself is gone and physically fit like, you can't go to the gym and exercise but you can go and get like <laughs> kebab for jab or whatever it was at the time. exactly exactly <laughs> so you know a, a lot of people suffered um and you know i mean for myself like i i just i need that i mm. need you know we have a saturday after gym um and sometimes have a wednesday after gym so i'd like to try and make five six times a week um but when that's not happening everything is you know and i'm yeah. in my position i have to have a a back or a chest support. I can't yeah. really do anything that hasn't got that. So, and the thing is, during lockdown, all the prices went up. So, like for a lot of people, it was like you couldn't just go out and buy it. Like, I mean, lucky enough, like I have um, a home gym setup. So it's not a massive place; it's like a garage with like yeah. some dumbbells, some weights. But I've got enough weight to do whatever I want to do with it. Yeah, um, I could have took it over the field. Yeah, we bought ten kilo dumbbells from a company that specifically makes gym equipment, and we yeah. bought thirty kilo dumbbells. Um, we had bands, we had smaller dumbbells as well. Um, but I told I remember telling a mate about their 30 kilo dumbbells and how much I paid for them. And we went on the website where I got them from and they'd added 150 quid on them just through the lockdown. And I was like, it's better. But everything you go up in price. You know, if you wanted to make a bit of money in the lockdowns, that's what you've done. You sold your gym equipment. <laughs> yeah, I did see a few companies sort of spring up out of nowhere, done very, exactly, very well yeah. during lockdown. That was like a massive, massive boost for them. Uh, yeah. yeah, for me, like, for, like it was tough for me, like being a personal trainer. Like, this is what I do for a full time job, and, exactly. and for me to see a lot of my clients and to say a lot of my clients are vulnerable, a lot of my clients do have disabilities, and like a week out of training, uh, or oh, sorry, like a month, even a month out of training for them is like six months out of training for like someone yeah. like myself because their their physiology that like it all like you know yourself like you have to go and see an osteopath because otherwise you'll be in agony. But they're just releasing little things and that's exactly. the thing. Like after a couple of weeks. That they're screwed. Um, I did. This is the first time I'm actually going to talk about this um, on social media at all, or like podcast, or whatever. I did continue running my boot camps outside. Um, however, I done it. I done it slightly different. So um, I. So when the lockdown first happened, it was like right, you can't. No, it was the second lockdown. Was it the second lockdown? Yeah, second lockdown. So um, I went, right, guys, look, I can't do this anymore. I know you guys want to train and it's not viable for you to go over the field on your own at night. It's, it's not safe, right? So we can meet in pairs. You can go and meet a pair. You can go and train outside. I said, I'll tell you what, we've got two choices. We can either take this all online or we can play a game called Walkie Talkie Bootcamp. They went, right, okay, go cool. on. I went, right, I'm gonna, if, if you guys are up for this, we'll do it. I went, I'll go and buy a load of walkie-talkies. I'll go and buy a load of industrial lights and I'll go and buy a load of equipment. And uh, they went, yeah, let's go for it. So uh, essentially every night or every boot camp, I would um, give a list. You'd be assigned your pair and there'll be like a care package around the field. And I'd sit in the class, uh, in the car, in the uh, car park and run the classroom now. And everyone just left in pairs. Mate, oh, it, was, it was epic. Like, I, I didn't know anyone else had done it. So I was like... I'm operating slightly on the side of like no, the grey area here, but I'm not technically that's, breaking that's the laws. Because you and yourself have actually taken it on board. Like, yeah, right, look, you, that's your job as well. So you're making money from it, but that's not why you've done it. You've done it. No, mate, if, mate, if I got fined, I'd have swallowed the fine. I'd have swallowed the yeah. fine because I knew that I wanted to make sure these guys were getting out and about and training. And the change that made for their life, like after lockdown like, stopped, they went like, Jesus, thank you so much for doing that. Like, I was gonna like me and the missus gonna kill each other if we fucking get out of the ass for an hour a couple of times yeah a week, like. no and that's brilliant and that's what that's what it needs it needs more people like that to be like you know what like it was always gonna be 
I mean, now you look at what's happening, it's gone from a government mandate, and I know we're completely changing the subject of why we do the podcast, but it's gone from a government <laughs> mandate to your family's discretion. It's like, what? That's weird. <laughs> so it's like, you can't leave the house after. I think in the next couple of weeks, if you test positive, you haven't got to isolate. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's basically scrapped at the end of this month. So it's like, yeah. uh, and you think, hang on a minute, you've gone from I'm like, not allowed to talk to anyone to it's up to myself. <laughs> So, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, yeah, we well digressed then. But, um, <laughs> that's fine, yeah, that's fine. Does, yeah, let's get rid of the lockdown talk. Let's stop talking about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I bet everyone's going well too much that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so, no, like, yeah, so... Go on. I was just going to ask you a couple more questions. I was going to go for a couple yeah, of things. So, for, for yourself, like, as, as, a, as a bodybuilder... Um, so what does your sort of day-to-day like look like? What is your morning routine? So obviously a lot of people do follow like your bodybuilders that get up and that sort of stuff. So how, how different does that look for yourself? Uh, well, for me, um, I'm vegan as well. Okay. Just, I like just, to make it just make it even harder for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so everyone's like, oh, you chicken and rice. It's like, no. No, <laughs> tofu, and, yeah. tofu and lentils. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, for me, to be fair, at the minute, I'm only on, I'm on sort of five, six meals a day. Um, and obviously, because I wasn't expecting to be competing this year, I didn't really pay much attention to diet and everything at the moment. Um, and then when he said this this year, I was like, oh, okay, we need to up training, we need to up food. Um, so, yeah, uh, at the moment, it's, it's five, six meals a day. Um, probably still not enough like portion size I'll probably still need to make a little bit more happen um but I'm happy with where I'm sitting at the moment um you yeah. know like don't get me wrong there's guys out there wheelchair bodybuilders like you look at um Harold Kelly who's currently Mr Olympia four times Mr Olympia wheelchair um and he's massive and we are talking some serious size. so you know I'm not going to go and compete with the likes of that at the moment but as I say, I weren't. I was expecting a good year ahead of me, a nice bulk phase, and then coming yeah. to show. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm taking it seriously. As from when I got told, yeah, it was this year, I was like, okay, brilliant. So <laughs> we've upped everything that we need to up. Um, training's intensified a lot, and I, I train my misses. Um, and I have to say, so I just don't, you know, like push. We need more of a push. You need to swear at me shout at me i need to get that rep up because i mean we all go through training and after training we think oh, i probably could have done more i'm happy with what i've done but i probably could have done more so if anything we've just made it so the training is more intensified um and we push food up so you know i eat every three hours or i try to eat every three hours um i think for me when i don't go to work that's when i fall apart a bit yeah because you've lost that routine hundred percent like at the moment I get up I eat get to work I know my time I'm gonna eat when I'm at work and then three hours later I know I'm gonna eat again I get home and I'll eat again and I'll eat again and I up before and after I train and then I'll have something before I sleep. Um so when I'm not at work it's a bit like can I be bothered I'm a lay in <laughs> so that that's probably my biggest issue I need to start to look at overcoming. Um and I mean, we get married in May, so this is another reason I didn't really want to compete this year. It was like, yeah, oh, well, we've got a lot on this year as it is. <laughs> so, you know, coaching-wise at the moment, it's not an option because we've got this wedding in May. Um, but I've spoke to the coach that I'm going to use and, you know, we, we spoke a while ago and we was like, look, we'll have a full year. 
And then we're saying, I was like, texting him about I was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go so on your super duper fast track program. <laughs> we are going straight into prep. So from May, um, you got May, June, July, August. So we're getting married at the end of May. So we've got June, July, August, September. Um, and with that, I've kind of told you when the show is. So you can kind of look at what shows are I can, I can, I can edit that out if you want. Yeah. Nah, you're good. I've got it in writing. They can't take it off. I mean, yeah. they might ban me, but they can't take it off. <laughs> So, no, that's cool, man. Like you, you know, you say like you got to get this in routine. Like I think, like yeah, it's moving fast. This is this could you know this could evolve into your full time job. Like what is what is it you do at the moment? If that might be asking. Uh, I work. Well, I run the garage. Um, so my brother owns a company, um, and obviously, but I'm a barber by trade. But oh, cool. I can't do that. Um, so I run um, my brother's garage in Essex. He was nice enough to say, look, if you want this, it's there. Um, mm. And then lockdowns happened and we had a little shuffle up staff and I've gone into a, a job that I know nothing about and now I run his whole garage. So, you know, it's nice enough that he's turned around and trusted me to do that um, yeah. and given me the opportunity in this situation that I'm in, that's, that's what I can do. So I, I'm in an office. So we'll in, yeah. we'll out, um, hand the work to the people that have got to do the work and they're good as gold, you know. Like, again, it's that team of, men where we all take mickey out of each other so you know it's, it's the environment i want to be in like yeah it's a good environment um i don't really know anything about cars so don't ask me <laughs> anything about cars um but yeah i run is it's, it's crash repair center so we do body work insurance yeah. work stuff like that so that's that's where i am yeah so do, do you think do you think with the bodybuilding stuff that could evolve into a career because i mean um, it definitely could you know like it's a funny one isn't it like i Again, this whole thing for me wasn't about me competing. It was about opening the door for other people in yeah. my position that want to compete. Um, the more I'm looking at competing, the more I think, well, actually, you know, if, I, if it's a pro show, who's saying I can't get a pro card? You know, me as a, me as my size, um, as um, able-bodied, out of the question, it was never going to happen. But if I can pull in with the right condition mm. in this, there's nothing saying it can't happen. You know, I, you know, there's guys out there who are competing in this show that are in phenomenal shape that look great. Um, and I think over the years that I've competed uh, as able-bodied people, like, you know, I, I look at people. I think one of my biggest problems going into competition was I'd always look at my com competition. Um, yeah. And my last show in 2015, I know it seems a long time ago, but I'd done um, classic bodybuilding. Uh, so a good height to weight ratio. I never wanted it to be massive. It was, it was a height to weight ratio. You had to fit that category. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking at the guys that I was going up against and I was looking at all their Instagram pictures leading up to the actual event. And I was like, my God, this guy, look at him, look at him, look at him. And when I got next to him, I'm like, do you know what? Like, <laughs> I think... Like with the right light, with the right media. lighting and the right pump on. <laughs> exactly. Social media, you're never posting a bad picture. You're posting the pictures that make you look phenomenal. Um, with my social media, uh, you know, people are gonna look, they're gonna look for Michelle Buffamley, right? Because that's the name it says on your podcast. <laughs> that's clearly not me. Um, yeah, like my social media, I, I've never edited a photo. Um, everything you see is that's how I look, you know, might make it black and white or whatever, but I would never go in and try and make myself look bigger because people see me, they know that's not me. Um, you know, like, don't, want to, don't, don't want to be doing no catfishing, man. No, exactly. So, but yeah, you know, like for me, 
you know, it, it's not really even crossed my mind that I could potentially go down that, you know, I'll, I'll compete this year, I'll compete next year. And if it happens, it happens. You know, it's not in my head, oh, I'm going to fight for it. Like, I'm going to go in my best. Um, and, you know, I'll put 100% into every single bit of prep. In my head, I wanted another year so I could go in really, really well. But, you know, like, since we've upped food and up training, I was looking at myself the other day and I was thinking, you know what, I look all right. Like, I, yeah. I reckon I look all right. So, you know, we'll see. You know, if they turn around at the end of it and go, yeah, you know, you've won. Brilliant. <laughs> if they don't, brilliant. I've, the door, I've opened that door for someone else. You sound very humble. I don't feel like you'd be like celebrating or anything. Like if you actually won, you'd be like, oh, have I? Oh, okay. Fair play. Yeah. Do you know what? Cheers, bro. Probably, it'll probably be like, you've won. I'll be like, oh, I've got to compete again. <laughs> that sort That's of thing. it. Do you know what? No, it'd be phenomenal. I'd, I'd love it. Like I, I know a couple of pros, um, in IFBB pros I was talking to one today and you know he's so humble with it and he's phenomenal he's a very very well known good bodybuilder um, you know but you speak to him and you just think God man you're so down to earth like he's competing at the Arnold's in Ohio in three weeks and he looks phenomenal and you know you're just like you know what like, I like your mindset to everything you put in 100% in the gym 100% on your food and then I think God, if I was a pro, would I put in 100% in the gym? Would I put in 100% in my food? Like, you know, I competed 2013 twice, done Wabba, and then I've done Wabba Wells in Hungary, um, and then I've done UK BFF over here. And I look back and I think, it, I had to go from competing, then I've done the World Championships, and I, was, I weren't really ready for that, that step up. I was like, eating crap or leading up to it because I couldn't get my head around that diet. Um, and then I, it was a gap of two years before I competed again because I thought I needed to feel like, right, I need to do this. Um, but yeah, and then that's, that's the mindset I'm in now. Like, what's <laughs> happening? I'm 100% into this now. Right, mm. we're ready for this. So, you know, that's why we've upped everything. Um, but yeah, like, you know, potentially the guys that are, are in the category of us, like, you look at them and you think, yeah, you're in good shape. You look really good or you look really good, but you don't know how they're going to turn up on a day. You don't know. Again, it's a social media aspect. We're looking at their yeah. social media. I don't know these people personally. Um, yeah, apart from Chris, you know, me and Chris, we talk a lot daily. Um, I've never seen Chris's physique. Because yeah, to be fair, he's, ne he's never put his... Yeah, I've never... What's he doing? Is it is he being sneaky about it? And he's like, I'm staying covered up to a show, and I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see what's happening. I don't know whether but to be worried or not. He's strong. He's strong. He just done a, I think he's going for a 400 kilo seated deadlift at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then one of his friends, Dave, who is the second, I believe he's the world strongest, second world strongest man, seated man, in, and he's just done a 6'10. How do you even put it on a bar? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So for so for me, I do explore a lot of these adaptive movements. Uh, I felt a bit of a like I was <laughs> being a bit of a divot first when I was doing it, but I was like, no, I need to do this. It's my job. I need to explore this. So like yeah. doing like one arm burpees and stuff, and like man, it's hard. Anyway, so I've never really explored what weight I could lift on a seated deadlift, but um, yeah, and it's it's, it's quite an awkward one. The, the seated deadlift. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. That's my yeah, issue. Leaning forward, so I can't. Yeah, yeah. So uh, have you got you've got quite a limited hip function, right? Due to the, I, the well, issue of leaning I, forward, etc. It's that whole 
I could, I, okay, so when I say I can't do it, I could probably do it. I'm not going to rake you on, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably more of a battle in here. Yeah. Like, that's all my issues. When I know, when I lift, I need chest support. I know when I lift, I need, I need back support. Like, that's when my issue tends to really play up if I haven't got any of those. So for me, holding a weight, leaning forward and pulling up, Mine is all my lower spine. So that's where my main issue is. You know, it hurts a lot with compression. So when I'm training shoulders or, or mainly just shoulder pressure, compression wise on that. But, I, you know, if I want to build shoulders, I've got to do that. For me, I'm in a wheelchair. My lower back isn't really going to be on show. So yeah. I don't worry about the deadlift side of things. Um, it's, it's a movement I wouldn't even try just purely because I know the pain that I'm going to be in for probably a good month after. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably more for yourself in regards to that area. It's like more yeah, balance and symmetry. So like not... Um, yeah. Because the problem I mean, is if you become wrong. super strong here, then you, you, your lower back's going to suffer. So it's like, exactly that. yeah, maybe a case of just like, yeah, reducing the weight and just going more for that um, accumulative load rather than going yeah. for like them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, for me, it's like, I mean, I know my issue with my left bicep doesn't look like my right bicep it's not gonna it's been ripped off the bone surgically put back on um so we work around that yeah so we just we look at poses differently you know you have your mandatory poses you have to do let's hope they concentrate more on my right one when they look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know in the posing routine we just won't use that arm we, we'll put that behind the head and do it with that do you know what i mean stuff like that so we can work around it triceps are quite pleasing so stuff arm out stuff we just take the eyes away from the left bicep more than we will the right mm. so yeah. you know but again mandatory poses you have no choice yeah. but there, there's guys there's a guy actually coming over from germany to compete in our show which is phenomenal because we've now made we've actually gone from looking for people in the uk to compete in the first wheelchair show Mate, people will travel. People will travel. If, if you're offering something that no one else is, people will exactly. travel for that hours. And, you know, when he said to me, he's in Germany, I'm like, listen, this is, this is, this, this show is history making. It's never happened. And he's like, I'm in. And I was like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, I'm in. I told him what show it was. And he was like, yeah, I'm definitely in. So that, that's the bit. <laughs> I'll tell you what show it is after this, but I can't believe yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It's not. <laughs> it's you know they've confirmed it with me they confirmed it with chris um, no but you got to make sure it's all like you know yeah, legit the guys yeah. the guys and girls that are competing it's all <laughs> confirmed with them um nick scott's got in touch with all of them as well and said oh you competing yes i yeah you know he's done the research we've done all we've done everything we need to do and then he's confirmed you know for him i could have made all these names up and there'll be me and Chris on stage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> Just coming out in different right. costumes. <laughs> yes. Well, I always said to Chris, I said, look, if we don't get it in the next two years, how do you feel about just winning on a show? It's 100%. So I was like, yeah, wicked, same, good. So <laughs> how bad are they going to look having to fight two guys in a wheelchair off stage? <laughs> so it looks terrible. <laughs> I was like, we're dying for it. We'll look good. But yeah, so, but now we got it. So yeah, I mean, as I say, I just I I don't think it's really sunk in, sunk in yet. I mean, we've got a lot on this year, so concentrate on other stuff. But we are, you know, in, we're putting the work in. So I'm happy with how I'm looking at the moment. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I know I say I look at other people and they all look great, and for me, that's that's what it's all about. I I can only go at my best. I've, mm. There's nothing I can do here that's going to change anything. I'm not going to find a miracle drug that's going to put on. 10 kilos of muscle 
in this year. It's not going to happen. So <laughs> there's some drugs know, that can help, but I don't know about ten kilos. <laughs> well, exactly. But you know, you, you know, no, there's no one out there who gets told actually your show's now here. It's like, oh, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting <laughs> to fight this for a couple of years, and then maybe you know, add some size. But you know, you 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 go in with what you've got, and you you give everything that you've you can with what you've got. So I know for me, being very heavily tattooed, I've got to come in in better condition than anybody. Because, yeah. um, you know, there's no skin on my front. It's all in. And that's the thing. The tattoos do hide the muscles a little bit. Exactly. Like you can definitely, I can definitely, I've got no tattoos on this side, but you can definitely tell, like, it hides the definition a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does massively. And so, you know, there are tattoo cover-ups you can get, but they all tend to um, react with your tan. So you put them on quite late. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't react with your tan. But, you know, there's, there's ways around it. We'll we'll see what we, leading up to it, we'll find some cover-up, we'll find some tan and see what works and see what doesn't work. Um, yeah, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I am um, when it first came out that it was going to be this year, I was like, <laughs> not excited, and then everyone else was like, Oh, it's brilliant. And then I was just like, I'm missing about that. I know we get married this year. Um, I'm competing this year as well, and she's like, Oh, okay, and then you know, it's like, Okay, well, no, listen, this is what you fought for. So if I don't then compete, I fought for this. And, and you don't show up. Yeah. Where so, is he? Sorry, guys. Where's the organiser? <laughs> Just go on like a Zoom uh, yeah, meeting. It would be awful if I didn't. So I have to. And I'm, you know, I will. And I, you know, I'll do the same next year. I'll do the same. Mate, year. lead by example. I can admire that. You got to lead by example. Whether you, whether you feel I might be fat not. on stage, but I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be, a, you'll be the happiest fat guy for like getting yeah, exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> the happiest, most tan fat guy on stage. <laughs> no, it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be really good. I'm really excited for it. I am the more it's gone on, like obviously we got confirmed two weeks ago. Um, yeah. we got submitted last Tuesday um yeah. to the NPC and the IFBB. So we find out really we find out this this week. He said give us a week. So um we find out this week. I mean we know it's happening. Um I don't really know what we're waiting to find out. <laughs> I suppose it's that that yeah, seal of approval, that official yeah. We, yeah, and then, you know, then the guys, the organisers would then do the posters um, and stuff like that. And, you know, my social media isn't massive. It's only got a small outreach. Chris's social media is bigger. You know, he's involved with Gymshark. He's involved with MyProtein. And that's phenomenal to have him with 30,000 people potentially looking at his social media doing this is great. Um, so once them posters are up and then you've got the organisers who... Yeah. Are, Everyone knows who they are, but I'm not going to name them because no, I don't on. want to sound like I'm bad now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not. And, you know, I respect everything they do. Um, it should have been done earlier, but, you know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once they start advertising it, there's going to be people that, actually, that haven't seen mine, haven't seen Chris's, and haven't yeah. seen other people. So, gone, you know, I didn't know they'd even done this. Yeah, I didn't know this was here in this country. So you know, it's it's as soon as it's shareable by the guys doing it, it's yeah. there. Because at the moment, it's just you, like, like sort of like I guess reaching out to people on on Instagram, etc. Going, this is happening, and you're like, they're like, oh, okay, is it? Like you're Honestly, just taking you should, your word. I don't even know how I started messaging people. I'm like, messaging, like look, I'm messaging you because you're in a wheelchair, um, <laughs> and so. I mean, that sounds so crap, but that's how I did it. And that's how yeah, the only way that I could do it. Yeah. Um, so I know, I know, obviously you, re you reached out to me. How did you come across my profile? Because you actually came across my um, my PT profile, not necessarily alt movement profile. Do you know what? I think it was, I see what you was doing. Um, 
I'm looking on my phone now. Um, I think, let's have a look. Oh, actually, I spoke to you this morning, didn't I? Yeah. There we go. So, yeah, so I, I literally come out to you. I mean, this, this month, wasn't it? February. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I literally sent you a message. Um, I think, I want to say someone put me on to you. Okay. But I can't remember. Who, <clears throat> who do we... I mean, it's always good to know, so I, can, I know what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, do you know what? It was either someone put me on to you. Um, oh, look, if you look at our first message, I'll tell you exactly what show it is in that. <laughs> oh, dear. I do, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, it, weren't, uh, but, it weren't Sitting Ball UK, was it? What's that? Sitting Ball UK. Well, that's who I... Yeah, okay, so that's the guy that's just done 610 deadlift. So it yeah, yeah. Been. Um, so yeah, it, it might be him because he uh, he does follow a lot of my stuff. I haven't had a chat with him a few times. Strong yeah, lad, strong he's lad. Down there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, do you know what? It could, it's either that or I've, I come across your profile to, and see what you're doing. Yeah, I might have done who, because I, 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 you're doing it with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I reached out to you, and you know we are where we are now. And hmm. it for me, it's people like you that have made this what it is. You know, like if it was just me, you know, how long would I have to fight for to get it if it's just me? It's the people yeah. that signed the petition. It's the people that shared the stories. It's the people that, you know, have passed information on to others. And, you know, the guys that you train, it's an interest yeah. for you um, as well. You know, like it's people like you that have got us to where we are. Um, yeah. And potentially in five, 10 years, it could just be an ongoing show. You know, if this show that we're doing has a very poor turnout, it's not going to carry on. So it, it hasn't got a very poor turnout. We already know that. Um, the okay, guys, it's good. Five, five years' time, it's going to be huge. Ten years' time, it's going exactly. to be huge. I think, I think that's the mindset you've got to have right now. That, like, exactly that. Ten, And it's not, it's not the sort of thing that I don't want 10 shows a year for us all to go because then yeah we've got it doesn't become it doesn't become unique it doesn't become special if you've got like it's i don't don't know what to like it to show a year to aim for then we've all got that to aim for yeah Um, that's that that's the one show that everyone gets ready for like not exactly not spreading it out actually i don't feel ready for this one it's like if, if if you run a gym and you put on 10 classes like if you put on 10 classes you might have two people in each class whereas if you put on two classes you'll have a fully booked class for 100 both of them so it's the same as that yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, I know, I've reached out to a lot of people. Um, you know, some people come back to you, some people don't. Um, yeah. And it's it's the individual, you know, some people don't want that attention. Some people don't, you know, so I might have offended people when I've reached out to them. Um, I, you know, I've always gone out with the same concept. This is what we're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, um, you come across, you didn't, you didn't come across offensive when, when I read your message. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really shit sometimes at getting back to people. So I was no, like, oh, I'll reply to that in a minute. And I just forgot. You know, I had someone message me the other day and like, I didn't see this. And, you know, I sent it probably four or five weeks ago. And it's like, yeah, listen, I'm, you know, you probably wouldn't have probably fell in your requests. And why would you look in there? Who looks in there? You know, you probably thought it's just some weird bloke in a wheelchair trying to get money. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the moment, it's normally uh, people trying to get you, you win a free iPhone or something like that. Or, oh my god! Making <laughs> them all the time. Like, <laughs> hello, da- what is it? Hello, yeah. dear. <laughs> this I is our ambassador profile. <laughs> asking me for money, and I'm like, dude, you have no idea who I am. I have no idea who you are. I'm sure you've got a friend. 
Oh, yeah, but I need your help. <laughs> yeah, <see> like that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I do understand some of them are robots or some of them are just like random geezers scamming or whatever, but I do like to have a little bit of fun with them every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, yeah one of them was like, one of them was saying, uh, we design like clothes, custom clothes and stuff. I was like, oh, fantastic. Um, actually, I, I run an, an intergalactic federation. Uh, can you get arms, like clothes with like six arms and stuff? Because like, I work with aliens. I was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. I was like, <laughs> you're, you're definitely not English. You're definitely not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah, right no, that's today. it. Exactly. <laughs> but people fall for it, otherwise they wouldn't do it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. People do. People do. Unfortunately, unfortunately, people do fall for it. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know, mate. That's about it, really. I've, you know, that's where <laughs> we are. Like, that's it in a nutshell. So, how, how would people get involved? So, like, now anyone listening to this podcast today or next week when it's out, um, how would they get involved? How could they reach out to you? How could they? I think the promote your message at the moment um it's all going through me or chris um and then we pass it on to nick in america uh so that's where we are so any any person looking to compete um you know you've got got till september and that's what it is um i'm just chucking that out there but yeah so <laughs> at the moment because it's not you can't go on to the the organizers webpage and go on and click down and there isn't a category at the moment. Yeah, so and sign up. It's all sort of like sign up for yourself. It is literally you tell me or Chris <laughs> and I tell and we we tell Nick and then that's another list. I've got I've got a name, a spreadsheet um like with men and women. So at the moment that's what it is. So that's what we've combined, sent it over to um, send it over to Nick. Nick's checked up, made sure we haven't made these people up and contacted them. <laughs> um, and I'm like, thank you for the trust. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've we've submitted it from there. So at the moment, the only way that if you want to get involved would be contact me or would be contact Chris um, or contact Nick Scott direct, and then he'll send you a link, which is clever, goes to his website. And then you sign up for WCBB, which is wheelchair bodybuilding. Um, I mean, I've signed up for it twice and I've never had an email from them. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you know, at, at the moment, that is how it is. But, you know, this week, next week, there should be movement on it. So you can actually yeah. go on to the organisers and click down events and click down wheelchair category men will check out the women so that that's how people will get involved and you know they'll start sharing um because obviously for them and as organizers and as you're organizing anything you need to be able to make money and i, and I understand that so you know they're going to want to advertise the category as much as they can because yeah. as i say my outreach chris's outreach you know chris's is a lot bigger than mine but my outreach is my followers on social media i don't have facebook i don't have anything else i literally just have instagram mm. um so you know that's the, the people that follow me on that that's my outreach you know you might people share it and then other people will look and people share that and other, you know so we've the, the followers have gone up since we've started doing this which is phenomenal and it's great and it's nice to see people are interested um but at the moment, until they turn around and put it on their actual events list, the only way to get involved in it is contact myself or Chris. Mm. So, which is a bit crap, but as I say, <laughs> next week, that should change. Yeah. I'm hoping. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, just in time for this podcast to come out, then I can put all the links in it as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That. As soon as I know, I'll, I'll send it all to you. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's something like this. I know it's it might start off small, but 
with enough momentum and enough passion behind it and just consistency like it will grow like i've seen it myself that's how i've grown my business and that's how i've got so busy and and i'm doing what i'm doing it's just because i've shown up every day regardless of what anyone else does i'll be here but that's, like, that's how you start isn't it that's it's yeah, what you yeah got you've got to put the work in you know i was always prepared to be the only person on stage and then it grows from there like you know you go back to like the beginning of bodybuilding coming over it there wasn't gyms like there are now social media has made bodybuilding massive you know yeah. you you have Gymshark, for instance, you 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 make that twenty years ago, they wouldn't be anywhere near where they are. Yeah, you know, but we've it's all about the right place them. at the right time. And I think you're jumping 100%. on a wave at the moment, like of adaptive sports that is growing. Um, and I think, yeah, if you ride that wave, you're going to be one of the like the pioneers within that circle. And like, you know, yeah, someone so who knows, someone in 20, 30, 40 years' time will be having a conversation on a podcast saying, "I'll tell you what, this guy Nick, like, da, 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 da. exactly, exactly that." <laughs> and they're probably waiting, they're probably like, "Yeah, Chris," and I'll be like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> guys, what the hell, man? Just got yeah. more followers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, like, I, you know, like, I just want, uh, yeah, just as long as it's there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care as long as it's there. Other people in 10 years, it's still going, it's still competing, still, you know, there's a, an opportunity for us. And then, you know, you move on from wheelchairs and you get mixed disabilities. And that's yeah. the ultimate. I goal. think that's the thing you've got to start. You've got to start at one place. If you, yeah. if you started going too crazy, like you, you can well, go into neurological, you can go to like limbing difference as well. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I think for me, it was I'm in a wheelchair and I'm starting this. So. <laughs> I'm Play to your strengths. It's selfish. It's selfish reasons. No, it's not selfish. It's smart um, because there's no point in you trying to like associate yourself with people with missing limbs because people are going to go, oh, I don't really resonate yeah, with I, that. You like. can't resonate with us. What are you doing? <laughs> but, um, it's, you know, my argument was always you've already got this category. Yeah. In the Olympia. How, if I'm fighting for a pro card, how do I then get to that? Oh, you have to go abroad. Okay, well, I'm not in a position to go abroad. Well, you can't get one. What? <laughs> you actually cater for every single category that's in the Olympia apart from wheelchair bodybuilding. But wheelchair bodybuilding. So if you look at the wheelchair bodybuilding stage at the Olympia, they're all American and Canadian. Yeah. And it's all right because it's open over there. It's massive. It's huge. And, and the UK is you know, always about five years behind America. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, there you go. It says it all, doesn't it? Harold Kelly's four time Mr. Olympia. So we're fifth year. Uh, nice enough to even respond to one of our messages the other day. Like, um, oh. but post so we we was asked to start a um, official wheelchair UK bodybuilding page so we've done that um, yep. but post up about Harry Kelly and he just replied to me the other day he's like yes and it was like look is there ever going to be a UK competitor on stage with this guy and he's like 100% so, okay, well, I'm glad you see that we don't have the category yet <laughs> so but what we do is just not common knowledge but yeah so you yeah. know look in five years three or maybe even next year there, there might be a UK guy on there Oh, so, 100%. I, 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 I feel like there's going to be, man. And uh, I'm seeing it so, like, I'm not massively into the bodybuilding like, industry or anything like that, but I have a massive respect for anyone that does it. Time, dedication you have to put into to doing that is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing it with CrossFit. I'm a CrossFit coach. I work at it's, CrossFit. Yeah, team. there's a lot in um, CrossFit. And it's growing in the UK and America. As I say, we're, we're, we're that five years behind. like, And now yes. it's that fifth yeah. year sort of thing. Like, it's starting to spring up over and get... I mean, it's always been... It's been here for what 10 plus years now but it's really starting to get traction now and especially with the adaptive athletes which is 100 uh, i've seen a lot of it like since i've been doing this and since i've been in the wheelchair i, I look at oh you know it it's almost like when i wasn't in the wheelchair it was out of sight out of mind yeah because so you don't think about it because it's, it's not like something you would 
thinks a problem. It's like when no, you're in a wheelchair, exactly. like you see the things like, as we said, putting trousers on, like you put your trousers on, don't even think nothing of it in a wheelchair. Yeah. Bloody always taking ages. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, like the help that I get at home, people don't see. Um, yeah. They see me in a gym or they see me in a supermarket getting food. They don't see me in the supermarket. Actually, I can't reach that. So I have to go shopping with my <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's on a top shelf. I'm not getting that down. I, I, I need that one <laughs> it's quite funny so when I go shop my missus my missus is quite short I can't remember exactly how tall she is but like she'll literally scale the fridge I just turn around I'm like do you want me to grab that no nope, I can get it and she's like climbing at the top I'm like oh man be careful you're going to pull everything down oh, brilliant love it but yeah I mean that, that, that's the side that people don't see like yeah. I, um, you know I follow uh, a girl on um, she's a CrossFit girl Ellie her name is um, yes I sp- yeah I spoke to her as well yeah like yeah. phenomenal what she's done and i see on her story the other day her uber pulled up like f- five foot away from the curb and she's like am i getting out and it's just like he's fought in his mind i'll just put up where i think and you're you can deal with the rest it's like my wheelchair's on the curb and there's three foot between me and my chair how am i getting to that it's like people don't think because it doesn't affect their everyday life um, so yeah, as I say, like people see me in the gym, they see me training, they see my missus training and helping me put the weights when I'm taking them off and stuff like that, or you know, holding me into a position where I haven't got as much support that I need. So she'll like have a knee in my back or leaning into my back or holding me. Um, like things like that. They they see that, they don't see the struggles of everyday life. So, yeah. you know, this, you know, I know Chris is quite big, he's he's he's, he's got a good following on it. Um so he'll he'll probably do a lot of videos and people can see a lot more of his life. Like as I say, he was injured in rugby, um, like taken out obviously bad enough to put him in the chair. Um, yeah. So you know, I mean, his life going. I never. I used to play football years and years and years ago, um, and I was never great. But I think when you're doing rugby and that's what's injured you, um, I mean, he must miss that a lot. Yeah, because that's what's you know he loved that sport enough. To play it a lot he was taken out put in a wheelchair and you know that, that's that's got to be hard. hard yeah it's got to be hard but i think like if you if you spin it on his head a little bit and look at it in a different point of view would he be in a position today to what he's doing and helping people yeah, you know, no, 100%, right? he was so i'm always gonna look for a silver lining in things honestly well, this, is, this is like okay so my mate Alex, and i haven't spoken to him for many years but i used to make the term mate lucy um i mean i haven't spoken to him since i was in the army he's the guy that won the first and Richard's medal. Now he won yeah. it on 100 metres. Um, he lost a leg in Afghan, won it on 100 metres. He hated running. <laughs> Absolutely hated running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, he becomes a sprinter. <laughs> becomes a sprinter. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, you put a positive spin on it. Um, what Chris is doing, Chris is phenomenal. Like, he's training hard, working with Gymshark, working with my protein. He's, you know, he's, he's got backing of phenomenal people behind him. Um, you know, like you look at his people, people following him, for example, like Ryan Terry, Nathan Diasha, people like that. And you're just like, man, these are big names in the world of bodybuilding <laughs> or the world of men's physique, everything. Like these are massive, massive names. Um, and he's, you know, he's got them all on quick dial and stuff yeah, like he's, that. He's, he's rubbing shoulders with them all. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's phenomenal. So, yeah, you're right. You, you know, the positive side of it, would you be in a position that you are now or would you be getting up every Sunday in a cold going to run around and throw a ball? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what, what, where would you rather be? Like, as I say, in the beginning of this, I'm a positive person. Um, so, for me, like, I wouldn't have pushed for this wheelchair category. 
So I, my positive spin on this is, do you know what? Like, not just great parking, but we have, <laughs> we've put something on the map here in, in UK bodybuilding yeah. that has never been done. Um, and I think I think that's the thing you've got to look at. It's like the one thing you can leave behind is a legacy like this. Like you can work your ass off, you can do your nine to five job, you can you can do all that, get to the end of your life and go, yeah, I've got a bit of savings, left the house to the kids, et cetera, et cetera. But like to do something like this, you've really made a stamp in history. You've really oh, yeah, put your, your mark on something. And that excites me, man. And I think that's one of the things that drives me. Like, I, I, my, my, I've got a big goal. Maybe it's a bit ambitious, but I want to be the number one guy in the UK for adaptive athletes and adaptive sports and stuff. 100%. So, mate, that's what I want. And, and if that's I can right. get to the end of my life and know that I've gave that a good shot, whether it happens or not, or whether I've just helped a few people, mate, I'm happy. I'm buzzing. No, that's it. And that's phenomenal. And you're like... For you, I mean, I know it's your job and, you know, obviously you're, you have to do your line of work, you have to be passionate. To go any yeah. PT, you have to be passionate about what you do. It's a self-employed, relentless role where you start at six o'clock in the morning and finish when the gym closes. So for you, that's great. But for you to then turn around and go, do you know what? I don't want to help normal people. And I will help normal people as well because that's my job. But yeah. I, I want to help people that, actually have a harder life and struggle to do things or might not have ever thought about doing that until I've come up and said listen let's do this let's let's work on this and that for me like is phenomenal if, if someone I think if I was in my position probably 10-15 years ago it would be very different um mm. like I probably would have been in a very dark place um yeah. mindset would have been very very different um I haven't got the family support I didn't wouldn't have had the family support that I've got now so you know what I might have done I don't know but I, I know for me my missus has been a rock like literally she does everything she does all my food prep and everything like that but I, I can't fault that and I she's strong man like I don't know many people that and I say this because um well I, in, in my opinion life would be easier for her without it but I don't know many people who could part with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, then you sit there and you say, well, actually, most of these guys that I spoke to in wheelchairs, they're, they're girlfriends, wives, fiancés, whatever, boyfriends, however you want to look at it, they're all stood by them. And it takes a strong person to be able to do that because, as I say, it's not just my life that's changed. It's their life. It's our kids' lives. It's everything. Yeah, all right, we might jump into a, a theme park or whatever, <laughs> which is great. But it's, um, well, we're not going up there because that's got steps. We're not going there because that's, you know, holidays are affected. You know, yeah. like, I mean, our last family holiday was, oh, good, okay, so a good example, a family holiday we went on was in a hotel in Ibiza, um, on the nice side of Ibiza, San Miguel, and the hotel was built into the cliffs. And to get to the beach, you have to walk down steps and everything. Now, I, I, it can't be done now. Like, stuff like that, I can't do. Um, but... You know, so that's affected their lives. It's changed their lives. But for me, as I say, probably my main push in all of this wasn't even for me. Um, it was for, one, I need to prove to my son, just because I'm in a wheelchair, life doesn't stop. Like, we yeah. keep working, we keep pushing. You know, I can still do everything that I could have done. You know, I'm not running for a bus, but I don't need to do that. You know, I can still do everything kind of, that I could do before 
in an alternative um, way. That's it. That's all I say to people. You're just doing the same thing, but in an alternative way. Yeah, slightly exactly. different. You know, things do, you know, they're changing life and that's it, you know. And, you know, I'm here. I'm still alive. You know, we've we've still got a life ahead of us. So, you know, we don't we don't give up. You know, we've got to keep pushing. And for me to say that to my boy, 16, going on 17 this year, um, you know, it's massive. I need him to to understand this and we don't give up because there's a wheelchair in the way. We, we push forward and we... We try and change history, and what we we've done is change history. Not not for people who aren't interested in bodybuilding; they don't care. It's not interested. They're, they're not bothered. But for people who are interested yeah. in bodybuilding, and for people in wheelchairs who are interested in bodybuilding, they've now got something to look at and go, "Well, that could be a career for me. I could do that." Like, yeah. I'm young enough to build up and get on stage, and you know, like for the last forever since bodybuilding has been a pro card, you've had to walk on stage you've had to pose and on your feet you don't have to do that now right in this country you can wheel on stage and you can get yeah. the same respect and not the same paycheck it's a smaller paycheck but it's a paycheck <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? like, you're, you're doing there. your dream job exactly so you know like and it's only getting bigger everything on the olympia stage that's there is only getting bigger the prize money is only getting bigger so, you know, like now, this year, last year, um, it was the first time you see a wheelchair on the Olympia poster. So that's that's progression. And you, you are seeing it. Like, I'm even seeing a lot of Facebook ads and stuff like that. Like you get, you've got like clothing companies, there's a lot of people with like one leg and stuff like that. I'm like, exactly. that's new. I've not noticed that before. And I'm looking out for these things. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's it. And, it, you know, and it just takes someone in the right place, the right time, like yourself to go, do you know what, actually, there ain't a lot for these guys. There's nothing around here. Like I challenge you, or you probably already have, but I'll say go and have a look around your area. There's not a lot. Like I think when I first sort of created Alt Movement and like what I'm doing with that, and it's got a lot of things going on at the moment, like I was doing research. I was like, is there any clubs around here? Like any weightlifting clubs for people with wheelchairs? No, there's like, there was like two things on the government website and one of them was like a mix. So for people with like um, autism and um, Down syndrome and all that sort of stuff, mixing with like people with like cerebral palsy, it's like very much a different condition. Like it's not the same. You can't lump these people just because they've got a disability. doesn't mean that one's neurological, well, one's physical. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're just saying, well, okay, you go in the corner and here's a packet of coloring pencils. Off you go. And it's like, no, that's, that's, that's lame. Like, I don't want to, I want to make something cool. Like, I want people to come like to my classes and go, like I'm doing, I'm rubbing shoulders with people that are like chucking weight above their head and like all these other things, but just slightly different. And there was another one, like a swimming club. And it was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go like and swim for 20 minutes because it's like a massive piss about to like, for me in a wheelchair, it's like, it's really difficult to go swimming. Like yeah. to get changed yeah. and to have to do all what that you sort do of stuff. You just and... go close to the edge and just go in. <laughs> <laughs> you just roll in, that's simple as that. Yeah, so exactly. that, that, that's what I looked at. And not, not even from a business standpoint, because like, this has never been about the money for me, but just from like a need, like a need in the area, I was like, this needs to be created. If I'm not going to do it, like who is? It could be another 10 years. It could be another 20 yeah. years. Not that like I'm anything special, but like- But it's the start of something that... special, isn't it? To yeah. them, to, to the guys you're helping, it's something no one's ever done that before. Yeah. Like they might have been told, oh, well, look, there's a bit of physio you can do. Look at this leaflet. And it's like, yeah, yeah. That's it. That is literally it, like, fobbed off. Yeah. And, that, and that's exactly it. And it's no disrespect to doctors and NHS or anything like that. That's what they're told to do. Like yeah. that is, you haven't got time to worry about stuff like this. Like, and it's any condition, any illness, like 
you're a five minute slot this is what I can tell you to do to make your life easier or make your pain better or anything like that there's medication here's a leaflet read up on it um so what you're doing like like you just said it I'm nothing special is mate, you're changing lives these people are coming to you um you've reached out to these people and that's that's only going to get bigger like so even if you never grow uh, like it never gets bigger like than what it is now you know that th these 20 30 40 50 yeah, exactly. people you've changed their life and that's what i wanted to leave behind is you know hopefully this category stays for years and years and years and we've created something that is there now for when i'm long gone people are still like actually yeah we've got a wheelchair category let's do that yeah, so men and women. I, mean, I think that's I think that's just so cool. Like, I think that's such a cool thing to leave behind. Like, and this, like, even like now, like at this point, you've got that list of people. Like for them, this is this is enormous. Like, oh shit, I can do something that I'm passionate about. I can, I can exactly. I'm looking forward to this. I've got a purpose. I've got a drive now. I've got like that's it. Because can't go on holiday at the moment, or like last couple of years, maybe I had to go on holiday. Exactly. Anywhere, so it is that look forward to. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that is the hardest thing is people don't look at disability as a problem like all the gyms i go to um as i say rich were phenomenal i cannot cannot like thank them enough for, they were just faultless they're brilliant oh, we'll, we'll take them we'll take them in this as well anyway so it's an hour and 20 minutes away but you know me and my missus like honestly the staff there were phenomenal their members are great you know the owners they've they've nailed it They've got it perfect. I mean, don't take my gym in it because they don't even open <laughs> the turnstiles for me. Um, no, they do. But you know, it's a turnstile. You know, there's there's no thought the out the outdoors a step. Like this isn't going down that. Um, you know, to get in, it's a railing and a turnstile. So it's you know, and and that's not just my gym. That's that's a lot of gyms. So I know gyms in Chelmsford that are the same. Like they've got a big glass bit and a turnstile, and you're like, why isn't that glass bit a gate? Like, why can't a disabled, why can't a wheelchair go through that? Why can't, why isn't that a gate? Man, I, I think people out? just don't genuinely think. Like, I don't. don't and, and once again, this is what what I'm doing and, and trying to create awareness is it's not like bollocking people or saying you should know this. It's like, like it's it's teaching because like if you've if it's it's learnt behaviour you've learnt this over the course of your whole life and you don't consider these things I don't consider exactly. certain things I only consider it because this is what I do for a living but like if I didn't do this for a living I probably wouldn't even think about these tiny little no, things and, 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 and I'm not blaming you know? people saying they're wrong in thinking this way it's just yeah. uh, like it's just about creating that little spark of awareness and go ah yeah I never really thought about it like yeah, yeah actually yeah. you're right I'll, I'll put that in place it's and and because it doesn't affect a, an everyday lifestyle of yours or or theirs. Why, why should you think about it? You shouldn't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, but and in business point of view, is like, you know, I'm in a wheelchair and I want to come into your gym. It shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully so, this, this sort of stuff we're doing, it's going to change that. You know what I mean? If yes. Like, dude, like, once you make a name for yourself and like people start talking about you, they're going to be like, shit, we need to get some disabled access in here because people are going to want to come and train with us. <laughs> I mean, my wife didn't follow me on social media. I'm just going to chuck that one out there. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I'm not going to take you nothing. <laughs> nah, that's it, man. Yeah. When, you're, when you're rich and famous, that'll be it. Like, yeah, I'll do a chat and be like, follow, follow, follow. Nah. <laughs> Declines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sweet. No, you know, it's not, for me, it's not about that. For me, it's, it's yeah. literally opening doors for people behind me. 
and getting them into a position where they can actually, you know, I've got this, you know, I'm 38, there's, there's, I don't want to be competing forever, but, you know, if that pro card was on option, there's a good 12 years left that I could do it. Um, but also at the same time, there's people behind me that are in a wheelchair from the age or from birth, maybe, you know, that they can go, actually, this is a lifestyle I want to follow. This is where I yeah. want to go. This is, this is an option for me now. Mm. So it's there. And that's what we're aiming for, more so for people behind us than, than ourselves. Listen, man, I think that's amazing. Um, everything you're doing is awesome. I'm buzzing. I was excited to get you on today because, uh, as I said, I've never had anyone sort of like doing this sort of stuff and I've never really come across it. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to get this message out there. Um, so if you want to just shout out your social media, I will I will put your social media on, um, oh on the link below God, anyway. So. Oh, no, you've got to remember it. I've got, I've got to look at it. <laughs> Nick underscore it's Hewitt. Just, um, it's not one of them like pre-selected by like 964752. No, it's, uh, it's Nick <laughs> underscore Hewitt. So there you go. That's it. So that's Nick. Um, what about Chris as well? Oh, yeah, it's showing it on the screen. There we go, guys. You can it's see me. that. Chris Nicholson. Let's have a look. It is. Let's find it. So I believe it is just Chris Nicholson. Yeah, so it's just Chris Nicholson 12. Um, that's it, Chris Nicholson 12. Yeah. So these are the main guys heading this up, yes. guys. So um, Chris doesn't need any more listening. followers. He's got loads. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't follow Chris. Just, just follow Nick. Yeah. Just follow Nick. He needs... These followers. Followers. We'll start up a campaign. Followers for Nick. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly. No, it will happen. It's, it's not about followers. They're lovely and I love no, no, no. it when it happens. But it's, it's about the message. You know, it's about the message. It's, it's the message. And to be fair, the more followers than they can share it. So that's 100%. it, man. Awesome. Dude, well, it was great to have you on today. Um, like, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed our conversation. So um, hopefully we help some people and we get some more uh, some more people involved for your calls and I'm going to be fighting it as well and I will be there at the bodybuilding show um, Love watching that. you guys. So 100%. You, you don't know there. which one yet though, right? I don't, I don't know which one. I'm definitely not going to find out as soon as I press stop recording. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Nick. No, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Awesome, dude. Thanks, thanks for uh, jumping on anyway. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, buddy. And you. Take care, mate. Take care, man.